Aloha! Welcome to the Zeno Podcast, where we want to hear your voice, your story. My name is Mark Maslar. And I'm Angela Pantonet. Thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to begin a brand new season for this show. If you're new to the podcast, we wanted to take some time to explain a little bit about what we want to accomplish with these stories. A good place to start is with a survey that we released a few weeks ago about the topics that you, the listener, would like to hear. Well, we received a lot of great responses. So thank you to everyone who participated in our survey. The students, teachers, and everyone at BYU Hawaii brings something wonderful to this campus. And we want to share that on this podcast. So if you see our posters anywhere around campus, don't be afraid to share your opinion. Well, anyways, with that in mind, let's talk about this month's theme, Thanksgiving. Exactly. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So we thought we'd start with how Thanksgiving started and why we celebrate it. The first Thanksgiving was a three-day festival in 1621 between a group of pilgrims and the Wampanoag Indians for a plentiful harvest. Abraham Lincoln was the president to make Thanksgiving a national holiday on October 3rd, 1863, after being convinced by a woman named Sarah Joseph Hale, the same woman who wrote the children's song, Mary Had a Little Lamb. And while the circumstances of this holiday are very different today, history has come a long way since those first celebrations. We can still embrace the spirit of hope and gratitude which they had. Before we start preparing the turkey and go for another slice of pumpkin pie, let's listen to a few people who have something to say about gratitude and how it has helped them. Our first recording comes from a concert not too long ago here at BYU Hawaii. His name is Raymond de Peralta, and he is the lead singer on Kolo Heikai. Gratitude. To be thankful for what you have. Um, in one of my songs, it says, um, sorry, it says, I can't remember my own song. In my first verse, it says, if we all put our problems in a bag, which one would you grab? Would you want to trade or even take home what you had? Would you hate your cards or even fold your hand or open up your heart grateful for what you have? So a lot of times in life, we, we're always comparing ourselves to others. And someone that I love very much said, comparison is the thief of joy. And if we're grateful for what we have, then we'll always be joyful because we won't be comparing ourselves to the lives of other people. We'll always be, you know, content with what we have. And so that's what I hope people can have is be grateful for what you have and do not compare yourself to others because that's what gratitude means. I think uh, being grateful for genuine people in my life and never giving up with working with them has helped me to have a long career because all these people that are playing on stage with me, they've been playing with me for a long time, almost 10 years. And I had a great manager and, and I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for all the people that have supported me in my career. And that's why if you don't appreciate anyone, then nobody's gonna appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> so hope that can, right. I hope that can help people to be grateful. Our next 
next speaker is Tafiko from Hong Kong. Hey ho, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Taffy and I'm from Hong Kong. This is my fifth semester at Hawaii and my major is communication. For me, I think gratitude means you can feel happy and you're grateful for something even though life may be sad. Um, to me, I'm really grateful that I have the opportunities to be stu to study in Hawaii because it just really opened many doors and I'm able to know great friends from everywhere around the world. I'm able to have really cool teachers and it's just great to be here in such a paradise and to, um, to share the aloha spirit. I'm also really grateful for the trials that we're facing, especially right now it has been a really hard time for all the Hong Kong people because of what is going on back in our homeland but I'm grateful for those even though it really really heartbreak it's really heartbreaking but um, because of all this experience I realized that I I rely on God more and instead of being sorrow all the time I try to ask myself what I can do to serve other people or what I can sacrifice for others today so that I can be happier and to just share his love um, I'm also grateful for that I have friends that who are really inspiring because one of my friends she's doing her 30 days gratitude and every day she posts something on her story and it's really really uplifting and I feel good even though it's really simple I'm grateful for the sky I'm grateful for the food um, for me I think um, as a Chinese our culture doesn't really show much because we are more preserved so I think for us, we never really speak it out how to how we grateful for something or we never say I love you, but we do it with action. And how myself show gratitude to my friend, I'm always like a note person, so I write notes and like a memo notes and I will give it to them. And I do it in my whole life basically, expect on my mission, and I feel happy because when people see the notes, they they just make their day, and I think that makes me happy as well. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi everyone, this is Jacob Lauder and I work at the Reading Writing Center. Here we provide everything you could possibly want about reading and writing. From essay help, research help, book recommendations, and so much more. We also help with finals prep. From advice to, if you have no friends, a free review partner. We accept flashcards, self-made review pamphlets, and the like all at the Reading Writing Center. So come on over. We're delighted to help you. The Reading Writing Center. Find your voice here. And now, back to the episode. Up next, we have Joseph Pushnam from Malaysia. Aloha, my name is Joseph Pushnam. I'm glad to be on this podcast. So the story that I was thinking about was a compilation of a bunch of other stories um, technically, it's just a story, but coming from this week, I want to say a bunch of other stories because it comes from my journal itself. I brought my journal in today just to kind of help me support that. Um, this whole storytelling and sharing of, you know, just gratitude itself. The journal I have, um, I think has been going back since 2016 up till today. So you can tell I'm not very consistent, <laughs> otherwise I would have had a new journal by now. But uh, there's so much that this journal holds, a lot of uh, you know, trials, a lot of happiness, a lot of um, 
progression and success and just you know tons of things I get to look back over time and time again and not only that but the people that have been part of those events uh, part of those events that made who I am today so I uh, just thought I should share just a little bit about that um, before I get into it um, about the story that I've developed over I think it was just a few weeks ago or just like a couple of weeks before I got actually called into this um, uh, one of the things that really came to my mind as I was thinking about just just kind of like pondering about my life my gratitude and everything um, I was brought up on a thought about a watch or just a clock itself most people look at a clock to you know look at a time obviously but if you think about it a little bit more and see how precise the hands move as they go around that circle again and again and again, the second hand, right? The hand that counts a second, going around smoothly every single time. You can see how perfect and in order it is. And a lot of times we think about, okay, you know, how perfect a watch can be, or how perfect someone else's life is, right? We just see how everything on the surface looks great. But we tend to forget that there are gears working underneath very tediously, right? Silently, and we don't see that. And a lot of the times these gears move the opposite direction, which propel the hand to move into one direction. And so just with that, there's so many oppositions in our lives that make us move forward in one direction. And I think this book that I have right now, the journal itself, uh, as I was pondering what to share um, in this podcast, has been what um, reminds me continually of people that I can be grateful for, uh, bishops, friends, uh, strangers, right? Um, people that I totally don't know sometimes. Um, so just like uh, today itself, I was reading through the journal and one of the things that I found is, uh, was a friend um, just about a year ago exactly. It's kind of funny, I just opened it up randomly and I thought I should just look past, uh, look at some of the entries that I've had. And it was a friend during a time where I have a very, I wanna say, a really hard time in my life. And uh, she called me and we barely even actually knew each other actually. We just knew each other on Facebook. And she said, hey, I saw your post on, on Facebook and I thought I should like message you and just call you and talk about some things. Um, there was nothing really profound of what she said in, in the chat or the call that she made. But just that attempt to reach out itself was such a, uh, to me in that time as I read the journal, it was such a profound thing to think that someone halfway around the world actually cared about someone else's problems. And you grow up thinking, oh, a lot of people are very insecure to reach out, a lot of people are very scared to talk to strangers and all that. But here is someone who's barely even familiar with who I am, who is able to reach out and talk about certain things that she could probably relate to. And it was just amazing to me. Uh, another thing is that on the front of my journal, there is a scripture that's written. Um, it's crazy to see, I, I had barely even read the dates, uh, but the first time I wrote the scripture was in December 15, 2016. And the scripture is uh, Hillman 3.7. Um, so I wrote down the first line says, just because of one thing, right? just because one thing fails, we don't stop. We find other resolutions to the problem. Um, just in the scripture itself, it's a very simple scripture, but it talks about how the people I think it was the Nephites, I'm not too familiar, I'm sorry if I'm portraying the story, but it talks about how they came upon the land and they were trying to build houses, right, out of timber, but they couldn't find timber as what they were used to uh, uh, 
use as a resource, a common resource to making houses or a city. So right away they pivoted and they started to learn how to use cement. And it was that scripture, it wasn't something spiritual, it was just the livelihood of the people, right? That actually helped me with understanding when life throws lemons at you, you make lemonade, right? Or who knows, maybe someday you'll not even make lemonade anymore, you'll probably do something else with the asset, or I don't know, I'm going a little bit off tangent here. But the event, I mean, that event itself of writing that scripture down um, brought upon two different um, two different other entries, a short entry that I made on the journal, the f- cover itself of the book, and one which was dated October 31, 2017. And then the second one, which was on November 5, November 5th, uh, 2019, which was just recently. And I'm not too sure what I said here, but I guess I can read it out. It says, I really needed this this morning. 19 credits, great ideas, and no time to think. Sometimes it feels like I'm falling, but nothing is stopping that fall. I just need to hold on longer. And so um, it's, it's amazing to see how just the event of about three years ago can bring about so much good today. And so the gratitude I have is just with the teacher that I had in the past who actually uh, convinced me to write a journal. Now this teacher was not a member of the church. I doubt she was even Christian, but in school as I was growing up, uh, this English teacher, well, English teacher, I just said it right there. Uh, The English teacher, she helped me understand the importance of starting a journal at age 16. Uh, that time I was very reluctant. I thought, okay, I'm I'm really good at English. I don't think I need to write a journal to be anywhere better than that. Uh, English back in Malaysia was the the whole curriculum for English wasn't really a complex one like the one you would learn in BYU Hawaii. But she was trying to look beyond the lesson itself, beyond the whole point of teaching English, but to help students word out their feelings. Uh, she saw the problem that each student had in the class, which was really the stuff that they had at home which probably influenced the way that they performed in school and so she wanted to see people's journals and if they didn't want to share with her she was fine with that but she just wanted us to write in their journals and every week she would have us drop it over uh at the end of the the week to her and then she'll return it back the start of the next week so we can start writing in our journals again and usually through that whole journal entry uh, procedure and you know the assignment itself she would approach each student in their own time and you know their private time and she would talk to them about certain things if they were comfortable about talking about it if not then she would just continue to let them write in their own journals it was then that i started writing journals more uh i want to say frequently and a lot of times when i feel down or feel happy about things or i just feel like i need to write it down um, I did and looking back into those moments of success or usually times where I struggled the most I could see a small amount of growth or sometimes even gratitude that I have for certain people uh, Dated at a certain time and place. I'm not very good at remembering things But when it comes to looking about in journal, there's so much recollections that just come back to life and it's just a testimony for me that you know if what I have right now is scriptures uh, I mean, what I have right now, the the journal itself that I have right here uh, can bring back so much memories of people that I barely remember. How much more can scriptures or like uh, different types of journals in, and just history itself can bring back 
some form of recollection of the past that we've had, a lesson that we've learned from someone, or you know, just something important、um, that should be remembered. I think gratitude is another form of maybe memory, a positive form of memory that reinforces good behavior. And、uh, to me personally, that has been my story up to now of like how I remember gratitude in my life. And the people that I care for, and、uh, how do I say this? The people that have influenced me, who I've become today. I think that's how my gratitude revolves around my life.、Uh, it's through my journal itself,、uh, up to this point,、uh, and that's my story personally. Up next is Emma Egg. Hi, I'm Emma Egg. I'm from Georgia, and I'm in junior year at BYU right now. So basically, gratitude to me just means being appreciative of what you have in your life. And I think sometimes it's easier to be more grateful at certain times in your life. I know for me, when I feel like everything is going well, I always feel like I'm more grateful than when I feel like I'm stressed and I feel like everything is kind of crumbling down and I feel like I have no money. But I think that it's very important to always look at your surroundings and always be grateful for what you have because I think. I truly think that you can always be grateful for the little things, and I think my dad would always tell me, like if I was ever having hard times, to just look around you and see all the things that you have to be grateful for. Like you have food, you have shelter, and yeah. So I think being grateful or having gratitude has helped me a lot in my life because I remember in high school,、um, running was a huge part of my life, and. I put a ton of my energy into it, and when I got to my junior and senior year, I had been in varsity like my freshman and sophomore year, and then junior and senior year, I still was, but there were a lot of expectations on me, and so with that came a lot of training, and with that came injuries also, and so as I got injured, I almost felt just like I thought that I didn't have. A purpose anymore, but it was really hard for me because I just always wanted to perform to my best. And so I think in those times it was really hard for me to be grateful because I was kind of mad, honestly, that I had trained so hard for so many years and that it almost felt like everything was falling apart because I wanted to go to college and I wanted to run in college. But if I wasn't doing good in my junior and senior races, then I wouldn't be able to get a scholarship and I wouldn't be able to go to a college for running. And so eventually it all worked out and. I'm at college right now and I'm not running, but I love where I'm at. But I think in those times, I I would always talk to my dad because he was an avid runner and still is, and I'd always talk to him about、um, like how I should just be grateful for what I have and grateful for the small miracles. I remember a lot of times I would have like leg pains and I wouldn't be able to run, and then one day,、um, if it was an important race or a meet or a workout, sometimes my pains would subside for a little bit and. I would always try to focus on those moments and be grateful for those small moments, small moments in time. And、um, something that I always remember and I think back on a lot is my dad. When I was younger, around eight, he decided to start his own business, and so he started an air conditioning business, and it was honestly really hard、um, because he was gone a lot of the time and. He actually he moved to Florida for a few years, and so when he did that, we it was hard because he started it when the economy crashed, 
And so I remember for Christmas one year when I was around like eight or nine, um, my parents didn't have like a lot to give us. And so I remember one of our family friends, they came by and and they dropped off um, presents for us at our door and they made us they made us a Christmas dinner so that we could have something special to eat and it was something that I'll always remember because it was just out of the kindness of their hearts and I don't think they realized how much it like meant to all of us at the moment but my parents are super appreciative and in the moment I didn't think too much of it because I was like oh my parents would have gotten me stuff anyways but I think that that year that was like the majority of the gifts we got were from the church and from our friends who dropped them off and it was um, it was just something that I'll honestly never forget and as I like continue to move forward and every Christmas if I if I ever think about it because I think about it honestly a lot sometimes I just think about how um, how grateful I am for that moment and how grateful I am just um, for every Christmas that I'm together with my family. And I think as the years passed, it's not as much about the presence and it wasn't even about the presence in that moment. It was just about people caring for you and being grateful for what you have. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the things I always remember when I think about wanting to be grateful. So yeah. Thanks, Emma. You know, one of the things that I realized while listening to these stories is that each one of us have our own experiences, but at the end of the day, we can all still feel the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. While listening to these stories, I heard different kinds of experiences and different versions of what they feel gratitude is. But one thing that I found was similar is that it's appreciating what they have, no matter how difficult things get. And you know, I think that's what makes it worth it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you have, but it matters how you look at it. Exactly. You could have a penny, and to some, that might seem little, but to another, it might seem like the best thing in the world. Especially when you have something of more value. We're here at BYU Hawaii. There's a lot of great people, a lot of great stories. And to be able to meet them and talk with them about their stories and their perspective, that's, that's something I'm grateful for. I'm also grateful for stories and grateful for the opportunity to share them with everyone. And that's it. That was another episode of the Zeno Podcast. You can stay updated on our next episodes by following our Facebook and Instagram pages at Zeno Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by BYU Hawaii's Reading Writing Center. You can listen to other episodes on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify by searching Zeno Podcast. That's X-E-N-O Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics that you want to talk about, email us at BYUH underscore RWC at BYUH.edu. Not to mention our posters around campus. 
if you look on there and scan the QR code, you can sign in and volunteer for an upcoming episode. We hope to see your name there soon. If anything, we just want to say thank you very much. And for our next episode, tune in for December. How music brings the spirit of Christmas. Thank you once again for listening to Zeno Podcast. Mahalo and we'll see you soon. Bye.